NotFest.com presents Talk To Me. With over 300 interviews under his belt and six years running, your host Joshua Toomey interviews metal and rock's heaviest hitters. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Here's your host, Joshua Toomey. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Talk To Me here on NotFest.com. As always, I am Joshua Toomey, joined by the one, the only, Chris Aiken. Chris, how are we doing? Just call me G-Man for the week. <laughs> the G-Man. <laughs> what a bunch of crap that was, man. You know what? I'll, I'll start off. You know, obviously, you're talking about the Titans losing to the Giants this week and in the opening week of the, the, the season. No, and I, and I and I just have to say to to Titans Nation, whatever we, we call ourselves out there, that I am sorry. I wasn't at home on my couch with my jersey on in my spot with my certain drink that I drink during the game. So I mean, I'll take this loss on me. But I was actually at rehearsal, and you know the guys I play in a band with are all in Nashville, all Titans fans. So we had a TV up as we were rehearsing. So it was like we're playing touchdown awesome touchdown awesome you know like we're we're just watching the game as we're rehearsing and um but we had the rehearsal space up until six o'clock and the game didn't finish till like 6 30 so the guy that was running the space i'm like hey man can i plug this tv up out in the hallway because there was an, another band coming in after us right. he's like dude do what you have to do and and so the uh we're in this small hallway around like a little you know 27 inch tv or whatever like watching the end of the game and when 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 bullock missed that kick man i'm like screaming in the middle of the hallway i'm like motherfucker and then you know and then i got to drive back home you know three hours home in the car angry angry listening to like post game stuff and you know the 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 post game show where it's everybody calling in fire the coach and fire the quarterback and fire the, you know everybody's firing everybody man I was, right. I was listening to i was just wallowing in it on the drive home so yes <laughs> we were a five and a half point favorite lost by one to the stupid new york giants and uh they definitely out tightened us because they just kept running the ball like we would and uh just wore the team down and man they they, they made more plays than we did man it was it was some bull crap but your team the cleveland yeah. browns Won the opening week for the first time since like the Nixon administration. So, I mean, you must be living the dream right now. We rub and tugged a victory out of the jaws of defeat, man. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. It was, it was, it was fun. And boy, the Baker Mayfield hate is just going crazy today on, (laughs) on Cleveland radio. Everybody was like, see, he was a fucking bum, you know? (laughs) Right. Well, that's what's, that's what's crazy about, you know, you, you had a two point win. So everybody's all roses up there. Mm-hmm. We had a one point loss that we could have won by two. If we made yeah. it, made it feel, you know, had we won that game it would have been like, you know, grit determination and blah, 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 you know, pulling out all the stops and everything else, man. But yeah, we Titans fans are a bunch of losers this week. Who, who was quarterback this week? Was it Tannehill? Yeah. I didn't see any highlights other than, yeah. other than the kick. <laughs> all right. No, when Malik will not see the field this year unless injury or you know some mop up duty or something in the okay. game. 
Yeah, by the way, since we're talking football here a little bit, did you happen to watch any of the game last night, the Monday night football? I, did, I watched the whole. I I ended up watching the whole game. I was going to watch like until halftime and go to bed, and it, I ended up watching the whole game. And same thing with them, man. One point loss for the old Broncos. I am never ever this guy that I'm about to be right now. Okay, but if there was ever a time to cut your losses while while you can, yeah, the Broncos ought to do it with this coach. They should cut him after game one. They should cut him. Dude, Just, what the hell was it? They had a full minute left. They're moving yeah. the ball. You got Russell fucking Wilson, who's known for fourth quarter drives. Yeah. And they took that with a minute left. They just let the clock run for 40 seconds. Yeah. Call a timeout and then try to kick the longest field goal in the history of the game. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why not? throw two more plays or yeah it was it was insanity man it was it was uh even today he's on radio going well you know in hindsight i guess we should have uh you know tried a couple more plays and you're like yeah. no shit man yeah I, I mean dude honestly he's gonna be a bad coach yeah you can tell i mean that is high school level shit there right you don't you, you don't do that you you never you never put all your eggs in the something that's never been done ever, ever before basket. And he did. He was like, yeah. ah, my guy, you could kick it from 75. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Throw the ball for eight more yards and get a reasonable kick. Jeez. Yeah. If I was the Broncos, I'd be demanding that guy be fired today. <laughs> get all that Walmart money. You can just buy him out. That's um, right. Well, you know, now that we're saying it, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment in the uh, comment section, your team. And uh, if you won or lost, if you're happy or sad, and, uh, you know, you could be like Chris, be very happy, be like That's me, right. very sad. <laughs> and, you know, we only get the Buffalo Bills this week on Monday Night Football. So, you know, here well, we go. They didn't look very good the other night. Oh, no, not the at Super all. Bowl champs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, someone that did look good was uh, this week's interview uh, I posted a couple of days ago with Art Cruz of Lamb of God. Uh, man, I wish I would have had 10 hours with the guy. I could still sure. be talking to him. We, we, you know, you, sometimes you walk away from an interview going, Oh God, that was, that was dreadful. Or sometimes you walk away going, man, I could still be talking to that guy. And Art Cruz was one of those, one of those people, man. Um, definitely a fun interview and, uh, got some, got some blabber mouth, got some re revolver magazine, pulled it and the PRP yeah. and metal sucks and everything else, man. Uh, with the, with his comment. Yes. Of uh it man, as soon as he said it, dude, I was just like, there it is, there's the blabbermouth headline. Uh Randy Bly is the greatest front man in heavy metal history. So I was like, wow, that's that. I mean, I don't disagree that he's like top five, top ten. Stop. Like, stop. Of like, no, no, there's no stop. That like of, of top five of what? Front men, like an actual Ever? not not singer front man ever like, yes like on stage stop jamming it. out like he's amazing live what are you stop. talking about? i'm not saying he's not amazing live top five dude front man in heavy metal history front man dude dio that's one okay um we're, we're, as far as front men david lee roth do we count that or is that rock what are we calling uh, that we're going heavy metal, so I think we got to go a little heavier than Van Okay, Halen. Rob Halford. Okay. Okay, um, let's see here. Top five, James Hetfield. Okay. In the heyday. In the heyday, James Hetfield. 
Right. Nobody was better than James Hetfield in the heyday. Right. Um, let's see who else. I'm just trying to go through my head quickly. Uh, any of the thrash bands, uh, Tom Araya, uh, Joey, Joey, you think Tom Andrew. Araya was a good front man. Yeah. Like I'm talking like front man, like, like stage yeah. presence, right, well, every, we'll uh, you know, we'll crowd, take... crowd participate, well, any, any of that stuff. Going. He definitely got the crowd going with the Ooh. screaming and yelling and shit. I don't know. I mean, Randy runs around more shit. Runs I'll put, around, I'll... jump in, like, you know, like stage presence, like every, like I'm talking like sure. that stuff, like. I'll put Mark stage. Hunter above him. Well, I know you will because you were posting about that today. So yeah, I will absolutely. <laughs> I, I, was, I did it half joking, but I, yeah. but I, Mark a better front man than Randy. He definitely commands a crowd better than Randy. Okay. Randy just performs. You I, know? I, I, but I think that's part of the, the front man, uh, thing that we're looking for here. Like yeah, a good, right. you know, in heavy metal history, just, you know, okay. like being out there in front, getting the crowd going, vocals, you know. Axl like the, Rose. Okay. Okay, that's five I've named. I'm going to keep going. I mean, if I... If <laughs> well, I it took you long enough. Minute, okay, it took me two minutes. <laughs> it took me two minutes doing it off the cuff. Yeah. You know, there's there, and there's more of them. I'm just going blank on them right now. But right. there's there's plenty of those guys that... that you know, we're great. I top five is, is that's really elevated territory to be top five. You got to also have a top five catalog or at least a top 10 catalog, which Lamb of God does not as much as I, I love Lamb of God. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And, and let me be clear on that. I love the band, <laughs> right? But I wouldn't put them in the top 10 all time metal bands, maybe top 30. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I would definitely have to. They're they're top twenty. I would how about say. Philip? How about Phil Anselmo in the day? In the day? Well, all right. The quote from the the full quote from Art. Yeah, is uh you know Randy Bly? He's the greatest frontman in heavy metal history, in my opinion. Not on not just on a vocal level. It's more of a performer. You know what I'm saying? Metal bands need a performer and someone like that that can really take it and lead you through this adventure. So I think between Randy and people like Jamie Josta and obviously Phil Anselmo, these are elite frontmen in my opinion. That's just in my generation too. You can go back even more and start going deep into older stuff, the classic metal days and stuff like that. There's a lot more performers happening now, I think, from hardcore scene and that new wave of American heavy metal okay. that came through your front man was kind of everything. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to keep naming bands because now they're coming to me. Uh, <laughs> Corey Taylor. Right. Better front man. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he gets a lot of, uh, you know, added, uh, the, the costumes and like, things like that, you know, it's a crowd yeah. like no one's business. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jonathan Davis. Okay. Freddie Durst. Now Fred Durst. Now that's, that might be top five. <laughs> Fred, Dur Fred Durst. Fred Durst crowd. is one of the greatest front men, but is that heavy yes. metal history though? Like that? You, the, well, it, 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 whatever. It's in the same time period that, that Randy's been a guy. Right. The exact same time period. Yeah. And I would say Fred Durst, not as not not musically, but as a front man, 
No, Fred Durst better. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I I'm a huge Fred Durst Limbus fan. Am, so yeah. so, and I know that I, as a as a performer, Fred is is you know almost untouchable mm-hmm. when it comes to commanding a crowd. Sure. <laughs> I.e. Woodstock '99. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so stuff how about like the, that. How about the guy from Ramstein? The guy Ooh. lights himself on fire for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you need to be lit, lit on fire to be a great front man? You're putting on a show. There's true. your show. He lights himself on fire. <laughs> That's a show, man. Right. Weird because I hate their music. Odorous Arungus. See, I think that falls kind of into that, that like slipknot category where, you know, you've got props and stuff going on. Okay. So, well, but the, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. And you just a greatest front man. Well, I, well, okay. Well, let's, let's talk about metalocalypse or something, you know, maybe. <laughs> Death Clock, you know, great front man. Yeah, great front man. <laughs> Just, <laughs> top five is is very yeah. elite territory. I get I get that you were talking to him as he was putting his check into the bank, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. You know, I mean, top right? five is top five's a little high. I, I would bet you, even if you asked Randy, he would be like, come on, dude, top five, no. Right. Um, let's see here. Some of the comments on this. Um, Art Cruz failed a metal history class. <laughs> um, <laughs> doing some ball washing in hopes of a higher cut on their tour money. Yeah. Um, he even mentions filling someone the same paragraph. If we're talking that style of metal, there's only one true king. Not taking anything away from Randy, but facts are facts. Um, <laughs> I guess in Art's world... Maiden, Sabbath, Priest, Metallica do not exist. Yeah. And, uh, and we didn't even bring up Dickinson. <laughs> the last time I saw Lamb of God, they had Clutch and COC opening. I'll take Neil Fallon or Pepper over Randy. Um, I don't know about that now. Yeah. Both of those bands are kind of stand and play guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like this stuff is like, wow, how the, how the diluted how diluted can you get he's not even one of the best in the widest sense to the contrary he's absolutely terrible crappy voice and really no fun to look at it's not that's an insane comment yeah well that's not true either i mean dude you can't go too far and say that the guy's garbage he's definitely not garbage i get it it's not it's not that guy's style of music that guy should go back to listening to his warrant records and being happy but you know i mean for that style of music, Randy's great. I'm not, again, I yeah. hope people aren't taking this that I'm like, fuck Liam of God, they <laughs> suck. Right. Cause I'm definitely not saying I love them. I'm an yeah. absolute fan of Lamb of God. That being said, top five is, you know, is elite. And right. I don't think they're elite. I think they're very good. Well, I think they're great. And if you want to see them on tour, Chris, where would I go? Oh, well, I mean, one of the most exciting and complete metal tours has just kicked off. Lamb of God's Omens Tour is now hitting the U.S. from New York City to L.A. and everywhere in between with special guest Killswitch Engage and a rotating roster of metal's most exciting artists, including Suicide Silence, Spirit Box, Motionless and White, Baroness, Animals as Leaders, and Fit for an Autopsy. And Chris, you can get your tickets now at lambofgod.com. Right. I can't wait to do this. Lamb dash of dash God, I believe, isn't it? 
Uh, well, the copy that I have here does not have uh, that. So, but it might it might be, it might be. Uh, like what on here it does say lamb dash of dash god dot com. So, yeah, you must be a massive fan. Either that or John Campbell just told me it like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Did John Campbell in your interview say anything about? Uh, Randy Bly being the best singer of all time. No, he did not. He was he was very very business like as he always is. You know, he was he was fun though. I we we had a we had a good conversation. Yeah, you know what the funny thing is, and I'll pull the curtain back, and you can deny 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 if you want, but you know it's true. You and I both went into this interview cycle basically wanting Mark Morton. We knew we weren't going to get. We knew we weren't going to get Randy that he's just not doing anything but the big stuff, the biggest big stuff. Right. So Morton is like the next guy up. You ended up with Art Cruz. Right. I ended up with John Campbell. If we're being deadly honest, we both were like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And yet we both did great interviews. We both had interviews that we both think were great. So that's Well, I mean, if, if we're pulling the curtain back, I was originally offered Willie and I was excited to talk to Willie. And that's who I, I honestly wanted because there's a lot to talk about with him. Um, and then it got moved to John Campbell. And since John Campbell has been on the show recently, I was right. like, Hey, can I get a different member? And then, and then it was like, all right, well, what about Mark Morton? And I was like, sweet. And then it was, well, you get Art Cruz. And, yeah. and I honestly, di- I didn't know a ton about art going into the interview. And I listened to one other uh, podcast with him, the Garza show uh, from uh, the guy from suicide silences podcast. Mm-hmm. And dude, he did like a two hour interview with our Cruz, And I was like, man, if I even get a smidgen of this guy sure. that on the show, because art and, and Garza know each other. Right. So the guard was down and things like that. So I was kind of curious to see how art would, you know, treat me in this interview. And he was, he was exactly what you wanted. You know, he, he's been in the band for a lo- you know, for four years now, two albums, but still like, is still a fan, obviously saying that, you know, Randy's one of the greatest of all time. And, just just knows like kind of how lucky he is to be in the position that he's that he's in because sure. you know he's still a fan of the he, you know lamb of god was one of his favorite bands and he just now happens to be the drummer of it so he's not jaded and he wasn't you know too cool for school or anything like that right so. well dude it's funny it, you know i don't mind sharing this now because the interviews went well if they went bad i wouldn't say a word but <laughs> right but i'm literally looking at the email that i had for it and this was the day before the interview and it says confirmed Wednesday, Mark Morton for press at twelve thirty on Streamyard with the link. Right. Then right under it, it says confirmed John Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> and and don't get me wrong, like kind of what you said too. Like when John was on the show, John was great. Like he's he great. Was, you know, super cool Southern accent. You know, got that draw yeah. to him, and just seems to be you know. Awesome. But I mean, I just was trying to mix it up a little bit, getting sure. when I asked for someone other than John. So I don't want anybody to think that we were, uh, you know, ungrateful for what we got. But uh, Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I, I was absolutely <laughs> thrilled. I was thrilled because it was a good interview. If it would have been a suck interview, I would have been really pissed. But, you know, because I wanted to ask Morton about, you know, his solo stuff, too. I, I actually had a couple of questions about that. So, you know... Campbell, you know, obviously there's a lot that you could talk to him about too. And, and look, Lamb of God is one of the most news newsy bands right right now, you know, between the, 
the Blythe having COVID and, um, you know, the, the Mark Hunter mm-hmm. and the Joe from fit for an autopsy stuff and mm-hmm. Phil demo playing basically everything but drums so far. And <laughs> right. who knows if he's going to or not later, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot, big album, great album, get ready to come out, big tours, long tours in a COVID time when long tours are kind of rare, you know, there's a lot to talk about with these guys. So oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pumped. I, I, I know they're, they're not coming to Cleveland. Of course they're going to like Youngstown. I'm thinking I might go. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, another band that's touring right now. Who's that? Uh, Slipknot. They are <laughs> well, you know, you can catch one of Slipknot's latest U.S. shows for a while as they headline the Knot Fest Roadshow wow. with Ice Nine Kills and Crown the Empire. The tour kicks off in Nashville next Tuesday, the 20th, and also hits Springfield, Missouri, Atlanta, Austin, Dallas, Albuquerque, Phoenix, and Salt Lake City before ending in Irvine, California on October 7th. And tickets are on sale now at knotfest.com. Wow. Chris Hudson, yeah. send me a plane ticket, please. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, notfest.com. You know, you can buy Slipknot tickets and watch the Talk To Me podcast. So, Or watch the podcast while you buy the tickets. Even better. Click play on the podcast That's that right. you're currently listening to now somehow, and then buy a Slipknot ticket. Second screen, baby. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny, uh, you know, they they kick off their tour in Nashville on Tuesday the twentieth. And if you're in Nashville on two on a Sunday the eighteenth, you can come see me play. Wow, <laughs> this is a real plug fest, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus Actually, you cannot see me play because the show is sold out. Ooh, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, but they're going since there's so many bands as an all day thing. As people leave, they're going to allow more people in. Online tickets are sold out, but uh, you know. If you if you need to come to the show to the twelve volt negative earth show at dark at dark matter in Nashville on uh, Sunday the eighteenth, uh, show up around you know we play at six thirty. Show up a little bit beforehand. I'm sure you'll get in uh, just fine. So you're playing at six thirty. Yeah. So if you play at six thirty, there'll be enough time to drive over to the Knotfest show. Two days later, yeah. And plenty of time then. <laughs> you can just <laughs> you can just stake out Nashville for a little there while. You go. Yeah, hang out. Yeah, if you're coming to Nashville for a long weekend, come hang out with me, and then you can go see Slipknot two days later. And then you can tell us which band was better. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, speaking of Slipknot, on that, uh, you know, a couple of days after that, I will be seeing them at Louder Than Life. This is not a plug for Louder Than Life, but uh, pretty pumped. I, I did finally get my uh, credentials for Louder Than Life, so I will be doing some interviews. Um, got a few of them already booked, and I uh, got a few more emails out, so... Be looking at the uh, NotFest YouTube and uh, this podcast platform for some uh, f- fun interviews coming up from the uh, Louder Than Life 2022. Look at that. Look at that. You're, you're going and going to work. Not even going to have fun. You're going to work. I think, honestly, man, this is like the most fun you can have because you can you can interview some people. You you get. I think the people watching in the media area is like almost more fun than anything. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, the one time, uh, what, two years ago, you know, my wife goes with me and she's kind of the, you know, helps me out with, with, you know, video and things like that. And uh, we're sitting there and I look up and, and I'm like kind of nudging her. I'm like, babe, Marilyn Manson's walking by. <laughs> it's just like, or like the, 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 what was it? Might, it might've been the same year. We showed up in the morning and this go-kart almost hits me. And I look up and on the back of the go-kart was Phil Anselmo. And I'm like, like nine 30 in the morning. I'm like, right. Ah, it's Phil Anselmo. <laughs> you freaking out. 
Dude, the, the funniest thing, I, I went to Rock on the Range with credentials a few years. And yeah. um, the last year I went, I don't think I saw three bands in three days. I just didn't watch any of the bands. I stayed in the tent. Yeah. Of course, and to be fair, it was like 150 degrees outside. So where the air-conditioned tent was much nicer. Oh, but yeah. it was just so much fun. Like, dude, I was grabbing bands left and right. Like, I didn't have... I think I had two interviews scheduled for the whole day. Yeah. But I was just grabbing. I grabbed, um, what's his name? Gibson from um, Exodus. I just grabbed oh, yeah. him, grabbed him and, and Jack Gibson. Yeah. Jack Gibson just had him do that. And then I grabbed all of the guys from Texas hippie coalition and did an interview with them. And then big daddy rich put me in a headlock and <laughs> tried to tear my head off. Dude. See, like one of the, one of the only dudes that's bigger than you. <laughs> he's huge, dude. Yeah. He's He's, I mean, he put me in, first of all, he's like 6'10". He's monstrous. And he put me in his headlock and he kind of leaned back to where my feet came off the ground. I'm 400 freaking pounds. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, come here, man. You know, it's like, oh, Jesus, he's going to kill me. But too funny. At at the same, I, I, at one point I proposed to Lizzie Hale. That was pretty funny. We were just standing there. Like her brother was being interviewed or something like her bandmates and me and her were just standing there. And I just, as a goof, like said, uh, got down on one knee and did the whole, uh, you know, the whole marriage proposal. And she just laughed. She hasn't said no yet. So there's still hope. Yeah. You're still waiting on that answer. I'm still waiting on the answer. Well, (laughs) Well, do you know where there's another festival that you can go to? (laughs) Where, where would I go? Oh man, Kiss, Rob Zombie, Slipknot, Lamb of God, Danzig, Bring Me the Horizon, Shine Down, Papa Roach, Black Label Society, Evanescence, STP, In Flames, Code Orange, Meshuga, Chevelle, Muse, My Chemical Romance, Beartooth, Jelly Roll, and even more. Wow, what a lineup! All hit Sacramento October sixth through the ninth for DWP's Aftershock Festival. Limited wow. tickets still available. Make sure to grab yours now at aftershock.com. I'm going to go there right now. Pause the show so I can buy my ticket. No, you don't need to pause the show. Just keep listening to the show and then open another tab. That's right. Second screen, you know. So hopefully everybody gets their tickets for Lamb of God, for the Slipknot tour, and then go to Aftershock out in Sacramento. Yes. I'm going there right now. And I promise that's the last read of the show. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now that you've heard us do some reads if you have a business out there that would like to be promoted oh, only talk stop. to the podcast <laughs> stop reach out to me to me at notfest.com jesus <laughs> we are becoming try- plug horse yeah jesus next thing we'll be doing our blue chew ad yeah or or this 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 topic sponsored by <laughs> man balls or whatever that thing is what is that man, called the- manscaped manscaped yeah, that that'll be great. <laughs> now, honestly, that'd be the ad I'd want to do. Can you imagine the fun we'd have talking about shaving right. balls? Oh boy, you're gonna get yeah. CMS, Chris, on overload there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, manscape segment. Speaking of the manscape segment, uh, let's talk a little news. All right, see if we can shave some news into our sides of our head. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So Dino Cazares came out and said the new Fear Factory singer's identity will be revealed in February. Now, you know, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past, but I mean, mm-hmm. if you're this person, this guy, this girl, whoever's singing for Fear Factory, 
you've got to be going nuts. You just have oh, to yeah. be like, come on, please let me just say it. Like, just say it. Yeah. I mean, basically, he, he announced that there was somebody picked, what, three months ago? Yeah. And now, so if he announced it, there was somebody picked three months ago. Odds are probably good that there was at least a month or two before that, that they yeah. rehearsed to make sure they liked each other and everything. So there's five months there and six months now between now and when he's going to announce it. Come on, dude. I mean, I, I get that he wants to, you know, release it and probably do the whole, you know, skid row redoing 18 in life and all that mm. stuff. Like, you know, doing the fear factory and having the new person do some of the new tracks and things like that. But yeah, just, just let it out there. I mean, like we said in the past, uh, former night rage singer, Anthony is something or other who unsuccessfully auditioned for the band, uh, claimed in an interview that the new Fear Factory frontman is a person from Italy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great. That narrows <laughs> it right down. But I mean, hey, just a little bit. How many how many Fear Factory type singers are in Italy right now? How many singers in general? I can name one. <laughs> can you name more than one in Italy? Uh, no, no. The I only one I, I know is I think that Fabio Leone guy from yeah. Rhapsody and Fire. I be him. think I think he's from Italy. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't listen to that kind of shit. But you know, <laughs> I I mean, but I, but he certainly ain't ain't the guy. He can't be the guy, right? You know, that guy's one of those. You know, he's. <laughs> I, I don't see that guy fitting Fear Factory real well. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I you know, but he said in the past. He said it to you or me, one of us, that it was somebody we would know. Right. So. And neither one of us knows anybody from Italy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be, it, it'll end up being somebody that may be from Italy, but like you don't associate with Italy or something. I don't know. Is it like it, little Italy in like New York? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, you know, once again, we still have no new Fear Factory singer. Great. So we have a dead record that nobody's even talking about at all anymore, even though it was fantastic. And we have, you know, the anticipation that's really not building. Are are you, are you feeling anticipated? Are you feeling anticipation building? No, I mean, I'm, I'm already bored. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on the whole, like, you know, the album can't, the album is amazing. Like, you know, it was one of my top albums from last year Mm -hmm. and, but, yeah, I needed I needed like album plus new singer all together at the yeah. same time and not new album that's awesome that I'll never get to see toured properly. And then I'm assuming, I mean, he has to be doing a new album or at least a new EP or something with the new singer to to kind of get, build some interest when this does, you know, come to fruition. Yeah, I would hope so, but you know, at the same time he's got to be doing something with Divine Heresy too because he announced that singer, didn't he? Isn't yeah. that singer that Lauren Hart? Is that yeah, her name? from Once Human. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's got to be working on that too. I would imagine. So pff, who knows? I I love Dino, but come on, bro. Help us out here. <laughs> We're right. fans for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, a story that won't die is uh, Tommy Lee blasts fan who complained about audience members exposing their genitals at a Molly Crew concert. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a story. That is a story on blabbermouth.net. All right. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, Tommy Lee has blasted a fan who criticized the Motley Crue drummer for encouraging audience members to expose their genitals on camera on the band's just-completed stadium tour. Juan Alvarez, who attended the Crew concert with Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett on Wednesday, September 7th in San Francisco, told ABC7 Chicago that the incident was especially traumatizing for children who witnessed the naked body parts on the Jumbotron. Oh, stop it. Quote, minors and everyone, minors and everyone was forced to see people nude on the big screen and everyone was doing it around us too, he said. It was like Sodom and Gomorrah. It was crazy. Even the ushers, he had to pull a guy down from the brick wall because he had his private parts out screaming. It was pretty crazy. All right. First of all, before you even get to Tommy's reaction, you're going to get my reaction to this nonsense. <laughs> right. First of all, send the Sunday school teacher out of the fucking show. Right. You know, the anybody that uses the term private parts should not be at a Motley Crue show in the first place. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Secondly, Anybody that's ever seen a Motley Crue show, and I've seen Motley Crue shows all the way back to 1984 or five, I guess, okay. you know, whatever looks to kill would have been, you know, that's 84. I think there's always been nudity at Motley Crue shows. It was always chicks. Right. I'll, I'll admit I too do not want to see 4,000 guys with their dick out. I'll, <laughs> I'll be the first one to admit that. But yeah. that being said, Every Motley Crue show that I've ever been to has always had tits fucking everywhere to yeah. the, to the point that for years they had the titty cam where they would Tommy or, or Nikki or whoever would have that camera and they'd go around getting chicks to flash on the big screen. So the fact that this guy 40 years down the road of these guys doing that is now complaining. He needs to shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> and again, I'm not, I am not in any way, saying that it's cool, it's not, it's fucking childish, and Tommy is a child, <laughs> right. but he's a 60-year-old child. But, you know, that being said, that's what Motley Crue is, always has been, always will be. This guy needs to shut the fuck up or not buy tickets to something he doesn't know what he's getting. All right. It's funny you say all that because you, you, you must have seen what Tommy said on Twitter and gave an audio reaction to Alvarez because he says, Yo, Juan, I've got a question for you. What do you expect to see at a Molly Crew concert, dude? We've been doing this for fucking ever. Jesus Christ, you fucking pussy. In the same tweet, Tommy wrote, The world is too soft. I've been doing this shit for years, Juan. Molly Crew concerts aren't PG and never have been. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I so. agree. I thousand percent agree. And again, well, Tommy, the only thing I don't agree with is Tommy telling anybody to grow the fuck up. He's yeah, Tommy's a child. Tommy is a man child. He is a child. But that being said, look, it works for him. He's the one making millions, not us. Maybe we should be throwing our junk out on this show. Maybe we make some money. Well, and then on, on top of that, Tommy Lee uh, has also launched a profile on OnlyFans, oh, a subscriber-based social media platform popular among porn stars and sex workers. The only question is, who's going to pay money to see Tommy Lee's dick? It's everywhere. I wonder. I mean, they've made movies about his dick, for God's sake. So are people <laughs> right. gonna fucking are people gonna make pay money to see it? Everybody's seen it that wants to, haven't they? I mean, it's it's it 
it had its own speaking part in a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So why would they just want to see the the non-speaking dick? Watch, so, that'll probably be the next thing. Hulu presents Tommy Lee's cock. A new 20-episode fucking arc. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering. Hang on. I clicked on the Tommy Lee OnlyFans, so now my computer's going to be... Uh, so Poison. you you like you like this now check out this you know my yeah. search uh let's see here so you can subscribe for forty dollars a month forty dollars a month um it says the only post I mean you can't really see anything it says the only post I can read it says once I hit a thousand subs you'll get a massive surprise with a winky emoji um Jesus Christ and he will how many does he have I don't know if you that's what I was looking for seeing oh. if you can see. He has 12 posts and they, they have 575 likes. So I don't know if that means you can see stuff or not. Um, yeah. $40 a month. <laughs> for something you can see on the internet for free. Yeah, no kidding. You can watch that thing work Pamela Anderson fucking for an hour and a half for <laughs> nothing. Or you can pay 40 bucks to see Tommy jerking off now. I don't think so. Do you need me to send you the link or? No. All right. Just making sure. No, I've got X videos of Pornhub. Any Tommy <laughs> Lee nudity I want to see is there. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was actually kind of goes right into the, uh, uh, kind of goes into the recommendations a little bit. Okay. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, Ozzy actually sent this out today and actually I'm on this mailing list. So uh, maybe I'm on the Ozzy Osbourne uh, uh, press list now. I don't know, but uh, Ozzy Osbourne has released professionally filmed video of his full performance at halftime of the Los Angeles Rams season opener on September 8th at SoFi stadium. Ooh, all nine seconds. Right. (laughs) They, you know, I've watched some, uh, you know, fan film stuff. He did two songs. He did patient number nine. He did crazy train. Mm-hmm. The only hindsight being 2020, if you go back and look at all the ads for this, it doesn't necessarily say it's going to be on TV, but it just, the way it was promoted seemed like it was going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And so like, even at halftime, I'm clued in to watch this Aussie performance. Cause I want to see it. And they literally show nine seconds of it and then go into, you know, the studio analysis and you can just hear Aussie in the background. So, I mean, it's it, it just kind of, I don't know, man. I just took one more big old dump on metal, man. The 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 NFL plays Crazy Train and other Aussie songs every single game, every single yeah. stadium, and they and they they promoted it as he was going to play halftime. So you assume that he's going to play halftime on TV. Also, the only thing I saw was was RollingStone.com posted that it was going to be you know that NBC and Peacock were going to uh, you know show the whole halftime performance. Technically, never really said they were going to show the performance anywhere, like I said, but it was kind of uh, promoted that way. And even Pat McAfee was mad on Monday. He was like, why did you promote it that way that even we were talking about it? You know, the Pat McAfee show was like pumped about the Ozzy Osbourne halftime show and they didn't show it, man. It's just just treating metal fans once again like we are second class. Well, you know, I was pissed. I was furious pissed and i'm not even a big ozzy fan really i'm yeah. just not i mean i'm not a, i love him in black sabbath not a not a huge fan of his solo stuff but they gave us 10 fucking minutes of some spanish rap 
thing at the <laughs> beginning of the show that was god awful. I mean, it was look, and and you know me, I like rap. I'm it, it's not like I'm one of these guys that's like if it's rap, it's shit. <laughs> rap you <know>? is crappy. <laughs> yeah, I like rap. I'm yeah. a rap, I like rap music. I didn't like this. I did not like this Spanish bullshit. Everybody dressed in red and synchronized and ugh, it was just fucking shit. Right. But they gave them guys like eight, ten minutes. Then yeah. you take a true legend that they make money off of, which they have. The NFL has made a lot of money. 30 years Aussie music has been played in the stadium. I mean, you've got how many games have you gone to in the last 30 years? 20, 30? A lot, yeah, 20, 30, yeah. Has there ever been a game that you did not hear Crazy Train? I mean, it's always on the kickoff or something. Yeah. You always get some some Aussie. Yeah, it's always going. And for them to give him eight or nine or ten seconds, yeah, that was just bullshit. And it's bullshit they wouldn't have done. They wouldn't have done it to Springsteen. They wouldn't have done it to Bono. They yeah. wouldn't have done it to Beyonce. They wouldn't have done it to J-Lo. Yeah. You know? Because it's odd and and Ozzy is as far as influence on his particular niche of mm -hmm. music, way more influential than anybody I just named. Oh yeah. Well, I, I once I saw that they weren't gonna play Ozzy and I thought about it. I mean, you know, Titans games in Nashville, always on game day, you'll get a halftime performance by the Oak Ridge boys or something. You, you'll get something mm -hmm. like that. And they won't show that on TV, but they also don't promote it on, you know, it doesn't get sent out to all the sites and the sports sites and yeah. every, and no, not every single site is posting that the Oak Ridge boys are going to be playing the Tennessee Titans halftime show. You know, I'm, you know, like in Cleveland, I'm sure, you're, you know, mushroom head will probably play the halftime show at Cleveland and, but the, they're not going to play that on the regular TV. That's just for something in the, in the stadium entertainment. But the way this was promoted seemed to be that it was going to be opening night, halftime yeah. show, halftime performance by the legendary Ozzy. And then they, like I said, man, they, they literally played nine seconds and then went to, to the, the you know, studio analysts. Yeah. Not, not, not cool. It was not good. I, I was furious. <laughs> I really was <laughs> like, I'm never watching this shit again. Until yeah. five minutes later when I tuned right back in. <laughs> right. Maybe That's they should have asked Art Cruz. They could have had Randy up there playing, and then they would have gone for 15, 20 minutes since he's I, the greatest front man ever. In heavy metal history. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about some uh, recommendations for the week. Um, right. And I wanted to kind of kind of tail this into the Aussie stuff, man. The, the, the latest album, Patient Number 9, mm -hmm. uh, I've listened to it probably five, six, seven times today. Sure. I just kind of had it on. I didn't realize I had it on uh shuffle, but I did, okay. but, uh, but I was listening to it today and just kind of trying getting, getting into it, man. And, and just, it really seems like they, they heard the anger from the last record with no Zach, no, even Tony Omi or any, there was no epic guitar playing mm -hmm. on the last Aussie record. And this one, you know, they bring in Tony Iommi, they bring in, uh, Zach Wild. They bring in even like Mike McCready from Pearl Jam. That song rips, by the way. That song is great. I know. You know, Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton's on this. I mean, there's so many great guests on it. Um, I, I, I think they took it, and you know, when the, you ever seen those things where they they say I I gave a bot, you know, uh, a bunch of um, scripts from a uh, let's say Kevin Smith. 
Mm-hmm. I loaded all these Kevin Smith scripts into a bot and it spit out like a new Kevin Smith movie. And it like, right. it just gives you all the, the greatest hits from, you know, kind right. of that style. Mm-hmm. It really sounds, it really, this album to me feels like they took all of the Ozzy catalog and even some of the black Sabbath stuff, threw it in a blender and said, you know, gave it to a bot and said, give me an Ozzy record. Right. Because you've yeah. got the, you've got the Tony Omi old school black Sabbath stuff. You've got the crazy guitar of Zach Wilde era you've got Mm -hmm. you you know just all the different eras and all the different ozzy and and the only real complaint i have on this album is some of the ad-lib stuff that ozzy does at the end of songs i'm just like (laughs) come on dude that is not that was not funny that was never funny yeah um but but, it out (laughs) so i if you know if i'm gonna give a number grade to this album i don't think it's fantastic i don't think it's great i think it's good Mm -hmm. i think it's about a seven seven and a half yeah you know, I, I'd, I'd be right there. It. I'd be right there with that. I mean, it's, it's the best thing that he's done since what? Osmosis. Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Great. That's osmosis, right? Yeah. 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 Um, either osmosis or, you know, if you want to go back a little further, no more tears, but yeah, nothing touches that to me. That's like his, my favorite from him, but right. Um, I would say it's the best since osmosis anyway. I mean, it sounds like Ozzy. I was surprised by that. I figured with him being all tore up and surgical and everything that he was going to sound a little weak. Yeah. And he didn't, you know, he sounds like Ozzy. He sounds like classic Ozzy. I love the Iomi song. I'm with you too. The best song on the record is the one with the Pearl Jam guy with McCready. Right. You know, it's a great tune. I, I don't know why Pearl Jam doesn't let that guy let loose every once in a while. So he can he, obviously play. Yeah. He was shredding towards the end there. You're just like, Mike McCready is just ripping solos at the end there. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a listenable record. It's, it's worth the listen and it's, it doesn't, the other album, the last one, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't get past like three songs in a row before I got bored with it. Yeah. You know, this one I listened through, I, I probably listened to it three, four times and each time it's been a full listen. It hasn't been like, yeah, let me get, let me get this a while. And like two songs later, I'm bored and I'm looking for something else. You know, each time it's been till it stopped. So oh, yeah. it's like, okay, that's, that's, that's an indicator that it's pretty good. So I'm with you seven and a half, seven, seven and a half right in there. I would say. I think the sad stuff on it though, is like, he, he does seem to be talking about his own mortality a lot. And you're like, Oh man, just like, please don't talk about that. And like, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, there's a lot of like, maybe when I'm dead and gone type songs, I'm like, all right, man. Well, he is what? 70 something. Isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's old. He is old and he's broken and you know, he, he spent a year where he couldn't even stand up straight. So he probably was thinking he was dying for a while when he was writing some of this or when somebody was talking to him and then writing it for him, you know, I'm sure that's what he was talking about was dreary dead shit. So, you know, and, and dude, not for nothing, but it wouldn't shot, would it shock you any, if he died like this year before the, and I'm not, I'm certainly not hoping that, but <laughs> But I'm just saying, would you be shocked? I wouldn't be. No, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked with a lot of these guys of that age, you know, passing away. But I'm saying specifically him who's had such bad health and, you know, major, major surgeries that didn't go well. And, you know, and now finally it seems like this surgery might have done well because he does look pretty healthy when, when they dye his hair and (laughs) I don't know what they're doing. Are they hooking him to some kind of like, stand or something that's a, that's the uh, the rumor i've heard is yeah he's definitely propped up yeah i mean it looks like they're like wheeling him out there on some kind of stand 
Which well, I guess he can't. He he rose from the stage at, at the uh, at this uh, performance. I did watch yeah. a fan video enough to see that they kind of they're kind of pushing him up through the stage, and I guess bringing him back and under it and wheeling him off. Yeah. Well, you can see in the pictures of him yeah. that there's some kind of a harness behind him. Yeah. You know, so he he's probably buckled in, but hey, at least he's standing up. At least he's not going off Phil Collins. Sitting in a <laughs> right. chair, leaning on a mic stand. Got the old office chair, rolling Ozzy out in yeah. an office chair. Uh, you know, I'll I'll take him at least standing, but hooked into something. If they want to be really cool, fly him around the stage a little bit. Just hook him on the harness and flim him around, as you see. <laughs> now you got a show. Put him in a bat costume and yeah, you know, throw him, fly him around. I, you know, I think you talked. We, you and I talked about this a little bit the other day, but the the why a new Ozzy? That's the only question I have. It's like, mm-hmm. what, what, what does it serve? Because it's, you know, it's not going to sell him, you know, bazillion records. Mm-hmm. And, and unless he, unless Ozzy just wants to do this and he, that's what I he, think if he just wants to do it, then I'm cool with it. But I mean, I'm just like, why are we doing new Ozzy albums? Mm-hmm. You know, he can live off the legacy. And if he wants to play shows and tour, I mean, obviously even, you know, they, they let him play patient number nine, but he had to play crazy train. And mm-hmm. then he did the, uh, that, what was it? The, um, uh, what, where was it at? The, um, I just Season had three? the common, the Commonwealth games, you know, they did like what paranoid paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. So, Iron I mean, Man. you know, it's, it's not like he's just busting out, you know, all these new, new classics. No. So I, dude, I honestly think it's what he knows. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing this since he was what? 17, 18 or whatever. Like <laughs> since he was young. Yeah. He's never not done it any other way. He's always put out a record and toured it. And you know, I, I think it's just what he knows. I, you know, to do anything else would not feel normal to him. You know, I mean, dude, why is he out there? Why does he even need a tour? He's got to be worth three hundred million dollars, doesn't he? Well, fucking Ozzy. He's let's you know, look it up. Between all of the tours and the Osbournes and all the DVD sales, all the everything sales, he's got to be worth three hundred million dollars. Black Sabbath too. He might even be worth more. Uh, two hundred and twenty million. Is what it says. All right, now look up Sharon and add that together. <laughs> you add the two together, you're going to come up to three hundred million. It ain't like he's going to be looking for a for a place to eat anytime soon. Uh, it says Sharon is also worth two hundred twenty million. So I don't know what that means. Oh, it's sort of worth half a half a billion dollars. Nice. Yeah. And he needs to get out there and fucking be buckled in to, to, to play a song. I don't think so. <laughs> He's doing it because he wants to. Yeah. No, I mean, good for him. And I'm, I'm glad if, if that's what he wants to do, if he, you know, I think that I, I always like hearing the kind of Beatlesque Ozzy songs because I know those are probably the ones that he probably has the most fun writing and recording sure. because of his just love for, for the Beatles. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, man. I think overall, man, great album. And uh, you know, if you're an Aussie fan, you're you're still gonna be an Aussie fan. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I so, agree. So it it definitely took the bad taste out of your mouth from that last Aussie record. Like if this is the final Aussie record, he went out on a high note. You know, he kind of yeah. hit. He kind of hit the greatest hits, and and you know, you got everything you would want out of an Aussie record. And there's no Post Malone. You know, there's there's actual yeah, guitar exactly. solos. No and, Elton you know, John. Wow, you know. That was a cool song. No, it's not. Stop it. <laughs> and I like Elton John. Don't get right. again. Not an not an Elton hater at all. Right. But boy, didn't like that song at all. Ugh. 
Yeah. And other than that, man, the only um, other recommendation I have is uh, I'm going to see Clerks 3 on Thursday when this uh, when this drops. So next week I'll have my uh, Clerks 3 review. So we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty Mm. pumped to see it. The movie looks super meta. You know, it's it's basically Kevin Smith's story and the making of the first Clerks as Clerks 3. And, you know, I I just love that whole uh that whole, you know, the USQ universe and, and I'm, I'm sure. pumped to see, like, you know, just another, another, you know, episode in the saga, I guess. Absolutely. I, I, I'm looking forward to that one as well. So that should be fun. And the only, the only TV recommendation I have, and it's, it's a lukewarm recommendation. So I'm going to put this out there. I enjoyed this. It ain't getting any love online. So I'll just tell you <laughs> that I'll tell it up front. I sort of enjoyed this new Jurassic Park, or was it Jurassic World Dominion? It's on okay. Peacock. They just released it on Peacock. Okay. Not as awful as I, I really thought it was going to suck, you know. And and they brought out all the like the a lot of the old the old guard. Right. Jeff Goldblum's in it, and Sam okay. Neill's in it, and um, I forget what the lady's name is, but uh, she's in it. The, the whatever her name is from the original movie. And Chris Pratt is in it. And so it has a lot of it has a lot of the people that have been through the franchise. And it really wasn't as awful as I thought. I thought it was gonna just be garbage. And honestly, the the weakest link to this movie was the CGI, which yeah. is surprising in a in huh. a in one of their movies. But the, the CGI just looked like it did 25 years ago or whatever it was when we first did Jurassic Park. So it's like yeah, they could have probably upgraded that a little bit, but movie-wise, decent story, kind of put a nice end to the to the series. I didn't hate it, so there we go. You know, if if you're if you're into dinosaurs and Jurassic Park, you'll like this <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, I know Not my bad. son. My son went to see it. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm sure we'll see it now that it's on Peacock. It'll be in the house. Sure, we'll watching it if you uh, you know all over the place. So, did your son like it or did he hate it? Mm, I'm sure he liked it, but I mean, he's, he's what, eight. <laughs> so, I mean, he probably, he's pumped about anything Jurassic World. Like, oh, dinosaurs, cool. <laughs> right. And uh, other than that, man, just, uh, you know, I recommend watching football. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can see my championship bomb Browns. There you go. With our star quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Kind of going back to the earlier though, like we were watching the game, you know, in the, in the practice you know, space as we were mm-hmm. rehearsing for the show. So we were kind of, you know, I'm watching the game and rehearsing for the show. So I didn't really, I have, I, I'm, I'm not as mad as I normally would be about a loss, especially right. a loss where we had, you know, a two score lead and then we, you know, gave it up or whatever, because I, I don't, I, I wasn't fixated on the game. So I'm thinking maybe I just should stop watching football and just hear the results. And if we lose, then I'm, I'd be like, I don't even know what to be mad about. Well, I know this, your recent, your recent choices between the USFL and now this are really not doing well. seems like you pick teams that lose a lot. It's funny that people keep saying like, all we do is lose. We were the number one seed in the AFC last year with the best record. Like all how, I know is how is that tw- losing a lot in 2022? You watch two teams that got two total wins so far. <sighs> I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, you know, and, and our, my show is on Sunday, so I'm not going to get to see a lot of the, the football, but luckily Titans play Monday night. So next Monday night, I will be buckled down in my spot, 
Titans fans, don't worry. I'm going to have my jersey on, you know, <laughs> drinking a drink, sitting in my spot, and, and everything will be back to normal. And uh, we will go romp the Buffalo Bills. Okay. <clears throat> I believe you. Really? I'm sure you do. Lost to the <laughs> Giants, but going to beat the Bills. That sounds about right. But we lost to the Jets last year and beat the Bills. We lost to the, you know, like we lost to the Patriots last year, beat the beat the Bills. Did you watch the, the Bills? Did you, did you watch that game the other night? Yes, I did. The kickoff <laughs> game. That Bills team looks pretty goddamn good. They, you know, we beat the Bills two years in a row, so we'll see if they can if they I'm can finally if, if they can finally get off the Schneid and beat us, then they beat us. But as of right now, you know. Yeah. Josh Allen is 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 has a losing record against us. <laughs> well, I'm pumped up because my team. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're playing the Jets this week. Yeah, yeah well, they, hey, don't uh, be taking those New York teams lightly. I'm not going to get overconfident because it is the Browns, after all. Browns got a Brown. Yeah, and I thought and they were Browning in the fourth quarter the other day. So, and you brought that cool Elf logo back to your 50 yard line. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty poor. Keebler in the middle of the field. Stop it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess that will do it for another episode of Talk to Me here on NotFest.com. Make sure to go back and check out my interview with Art Cruz. And uh, so until next Thursday, I'm uh, Joshua Toomey. I am Chris Hagan. And we will talk to you soon. See ya. The Talk To Me Podcast, presented by NotFest.com. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app to get the latest from the Talk To Me Podcast. Talk To Me Podcast.